to you to know him, the only true God. We worship you, our God and King. We give you the praise and honor and glory. Thank God for your health. Thank God for provision. There are people today living in a nation where they don't know what to eat the next day. There are people today living in environments where they have been displaced from their homes. There are people today who are victims of prison, imprisonment for what they have not committed. And nobody could listen to them. There are people today in the hospital beds. Thank God for His mercy that I've kept you going. We give you the praise and honor and glory. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' holy name we are worshipped. Our God and our King, we thank you for the privilege you have given to us. For the world perishes with everything therein. But the word of God remaineth forever. Our transcendent Father, we thank you so much for the privilege of sonship. We thank you for what you have been teaching us here. To help us recognize that you have not created us less than what you are. Lord, and as we dive into the word of God so that we may rediscover identity, that the fullness of you may be fully formed in us. We ask Holy Spirit, carry us by your wind into the very heart of the Father. Anyone under my voice that is sick will be healed. Anyone under my voice that is hungry shall be fed. Anyone that is thirsty shall be filled. For it is written, I will pour my waters upon the earth, and then my spirit upon the people. And so I go down king. I go with people who are here today that over the week, the devil made their week terrible. I declare the name of Jesus by the spoken words. There will be restoration. There are maybe one or few people here who felt that what is life about at all? In the week, for I saw a woman who bent her knees in tears, saying that, what do I live for? Why should I live? So that woman, in this morning, according to your spirit, say to the woman, you have a lot to live for. For the one who gave life to you, as a day your tomorrow. Amen. Your today will not determine your tomorrow, says the Lord. Amen. He is the one that takes away the iniquities of people and remembers their sins no more. And he is the one who takes a, 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 a person from the low estate to become rulers of nations. For that which you have bowed your knees over in tears and questioned how long your days of sorrow is over. The days of joy has come, for the King of heaven has spoken it. Give the praise and honor and glory, Father. For in this month of July, out of your five fingers shall come your five spirits, manifesting the five gifts of your spirit upon your people. My God and my King, in this month of July shall come to pass. 
that you wake up the prophetic again in the heart of your sons and daughters. That the heart of your sons and daughters can connect with the spring of life. That they may open their mouth and begin to utter mysteries. For the world is dry and it needs to be watered. And from the lips of your saints, you will water the earth again. You will do greater than you have ever done before in history. That the world may know that you are a caring father. Though the world had gone so far away from you. But Lord, it's interesting how your mercy overlooks human errors. And in this season, you will bring back those who have fallen to their feet, strengthening their knees and limbs. You will bring back those who have rebelled against you. And those who do not know you, you will say unto them, Here am I. We give you the praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' anointed name we are praised. I want you to sit down calmly. I see a smoke in, in Europe. Which the enemy thought to be a big conflagration. But I see the hand of God smashing it. It will not end up to what they had thought. For this season. Because there must be a flood over the nation before this world becomes fire. Remember what God told you in this house in January on January 1st concerning the 7th month and the 10th month. I'm sure you have been watching television this week. The Lord said that the world will call convocation. There is one going on right now as so I'm speaking to you about grace. You remember? January to June, nations will boil. June to October, a convocation will be called. And the Lord said that the powerful nations of the world we have will call convocation. I wanted to listen to how many of you watch my television program? Every member of this house must watch it. Because this is what many people are watching all over the whole world. Which is transforming them. Because I preach among you. Does not mean that you don't watch me on television. Because when you watch me on television. There are things I spoke which you didn't catch here. You will get it there. You know the environment that I'm speaking to you is different. The environment I'm speaking to you. There are many things that will come out, you can't, you can't even catch up to write them. But when you sit down in a home environment and listen to the message, you will understand better. The reason why I ask you this is that the prophecies, some of the prophecies God gave us in this house at the beginning of the year, is what is used to begin my program. The adverts. January to June, nations will boil. June to July to October, there will be a convocation. And those of you who are members of this house, it's very, very easy for you to miss what God says. Where it is easier for people outside this house to run with it. Because, you know, they are not part of the family. I mean, you know, well, they are part of the family. But, you know, they are not home. Okay? I just came back yesterday, well, this morning from... Um, Ireland. 
And the power of God is moving so much in your Irish church. I left mommy there. She'll be ministering there to finish the Women of Our Destiny conference this morning. But one of the testimonies I was told, somebody called a limerick from Ireland and he said to the pastor that are you the pastor of Christ with Tabernacle Church? And the pastor said yes. He said Apostle Williams Church. The pastor said yes. He said I am coming to Limerick to study. And he said that I can't wait to join Christ with Tabernacle because he said I am a follower of Apostle Williams on the YouTube. And he began to tell the pastor the things I have taught. I have received letters from a good number of places all over the world of people who followed my teachings so, so you know, uh, closely on the YouTube, on the television, who are asking that can we join our church under your church? They want to surrender their churches to safety. They want to become a part of safety. Several. Even there was a bishop who has several branches who wrote me from Madagascar. And he said that, Apostle, we believe very much that at this time we need to surrender everything that we are to Christ with tabernacle. I receive letters like this almost every week from various parts of the world. But you know, the issue is that I'm telling you two things here. Of course, I mean, we have so many of them like that who are lining up and pray. One I've been writing for the past five years. And I haven't said yes to absorb their churches. They're not asking for money. Even some of them wrote letters to me and said, send us your account, your bank account. We want to be putting money there. And said, because we are blessed by you, we cannot be receiving from you. And not flow back to you. After they have written that they want to join the church. And I didn't reply that. I reply others. I didn't reply that because CFT does not absorb churches or plant churches. Unless God tells me to do so. Because I don't want a headache. Because if God didn't tell me. And I take it. It may look good. It may not end good. But if it is the one God told me. It will be good to the end. Okay. And that's one of my confidence in church operations. I have no fear at all. But the issue is this. Those of you who are here at home, don't miss what God is telling you. Whenever God speaks, the Berean Christians go home and they search the scriptures. If you are here and you are suffering, let me say something to you. You self-inflicted yourself with it. You didn't hear what I said. Mm -hmm. You cannot be blind in a house of sight. Neither can you be hungry. In the house of bread. You lose control. In the house of wine. And if you are in the house of bread. And you beg for food. Something is wrong with you. If you are in the house of sight. And you are frustrated. Something is wrong with you. I want you not to take a person. A good number of you as, you know, your party. I am your party, you know. But 
there is something in this man, okay, that you don't have to wake up to it after he has been taken away. And you are seeking for it. So that when he is in your midst, anything that God says is out of my lips, write it down. In this church, among other churches all over the world, you can question me. Okay? Not many bishops or general overseers or archbishops can be questioned. You can. Concerning what I taught you. Because what I taught you is the truth. Every question you bring will bring the truth. It cannot change from the truth. The truth can never be moderated because it's always the truth. Don't take it easy. God told you here that month, January to June nations will boil. Do you not watch it? It will change government of nations. Did it not happen? He said from July there will be convocation. Right now they are trying to decide about Greece. If you think that the decision of Greece, I mean what about Greece? It can cause hunger in England. And also it can help economy of England. You must know this. Any one of us who have academically in your studies, you studied about European Union, you will understand what I'm talking about. Okay? A little decision made by anybody out of arrogance can dump all of us into famine. Okay? Economically. But we understand the fact, therefore, that God said that there will be convocation from July of nations to October. And enter July, convocation started. Remember God said that the, 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 the is it whatever they call themselves, the great economic countries, whether they are G12, they are always dangling within their numbers. So this, somebody is there, it's no more there. By the time you reach October, it will be of a great concern to them. This world will be of a great concern to them. But the convocation will be July to October. They decide the convocation. Um, yesterday when I was driving, well, this morning, about 12.30 in the morning, I was driving home from the airport. Because this time around, I said to just, uh, it's Tansted, so it's near my house. I put my, put my car there and went. And they were talking about the population of this world is becoming 9.5 billion. Now, and they are saying that when it hit 9.5 billion, whether 2017 or whatever they want to call it, that this world today are producing human beings in a higher rate than they are producing food. Okay? And they said that when the population of this world will hit 9.5 billion, there will be severe famine all over the earth. Because the food you are producing now to feed one person, you will have probably about three persons to that food production. Then they began to look at the environmental impact of what we have been doing. And they recognized that Europe, America doesn't have land anymore. Okay? The nations that have land don't have head. Are you with me now? So, they have predicted 
you know, unprecedented chaos from 2017 to 2020. A chaos that would naturally emerge and man have no engineering or infrastructure to handle it. There are many more. So, I'm saying this because I want to talk to you today about the coming of the Lord. You know, last week or three weeks ago, I began to talk to you about God's intention for you and I. And if we may just refresh ourselves for five minutes, we look at the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, which reveals what? God's, God's ultimate intention. Thank you so much. And then verse 27, what does it reveal? God executed the intention. The, his own, the, the sister is the one only her talking. Of. Don't look at me like that too. Because you were here too when I talked. And then in 28, what did God do? Thank you so much. That is a pastor. I'm not joking. I'm telling you the truth. 26 Genesis 1 revealed God's ultimate intention for man. Don't put it on the board. And you who has been putting scripture on the board, tell me verse 26, what does it say? Come on now. No? Come on now, somebody tell me here. And God said, and I told you, your God speaks. If your God speaks, and you are his, you are his image, you speak. God said, let us make man in our own image. And in our likeness. I help you to understand the difference between image and likeness. Because they are not the same thing. And then God gave them mandates. He said what? And God said, let us make man in our own image, in our likeness. And what? Let them rule. Don't forget the word of God. Satan cannot be overcome by your intellectual ability. Satan only bow to the word known and confess. Satan cannot be moved by your fasting and your prayer. It does not move Satan. He prays as well to God. Yes. When Jesus entered into the city, the demon possessed ran to Jesus Christ. And the demons prayed to Jesus and said, Please, we beg of you. Is that not prayer? Don't cast us away from this environment. Prayer is petition. Demons pray. Demons said, Satan in Job chapter 1 went to God and said, God, uh, he gathered with them. God said, have you considered my servant Job? He said, God, please. He prayed to God and said, let me touch this man and you will see that I will deny you. It is Prayer is when any lesser being petition God at his prayer. Your prayer doesn't move the devil because he prays more than you. The only thing that moves the devil is the word of God you know. Not the one you recite. Because the word of God in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, it says, Do not let this word depart from your 
Ma, but before I reach your mouth, what do you do? Yes. And then be? Be careful to do everything. I was two, two mornings ago. I shared this yesterday in Ireland. Today is Sunday. Saturday. Saturday. Yesterday is Saturday. And um, Friday we travel, yes. Did you travel? On Thursday. Friday early morning, I woke up and I looked at the church of God all over the world. And tears were coming out of my eyes. I was having a conversation with the Father. And I said, God, what can I do to help you? What can I do to help you? Because it looked impossible for me, for this world to be saved. Really because 90% of people who go to church today are aimless. They don't know Jesus. They go to church. Who is making that noise? Stop it. He, they go to churches every day, every Sunday, but they don't know Jesus, especially in Nigeria. They have leaders who lie to them, who deceive them, who pacify them only for their dying day. They never tell them the truth. They don't know they are left from their right. They go to God because they have problems. And the leaders give them the God who solves problems. Not the God who needs relationship. God is not worried about your problem. He's worried about your soul. It's your relationship first. The reason why many Christians have problems is because they don't have relationship with God. I looked at America and I said, God, what can I do to help you? How can we get the world saved? Let me tell you a report of this world. Look at the book of First Second Peter three. Second Peter three. Don't forget the things I teach you. Write them down. Write them down. Teach them after I've taught you. Really, what I'll be doing is I'll be getting some of you to come and preach when I will sit down, and I will tell you to teach what I've taught. I want to know how much you know in what I taught you first. Look at that scripture. Put it on the board for us, please. Does there something have a problem? Let's look at what it says here. Okay. Let us read from verse 1. We'll read from verse 1 to verse 17. Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them as remind, reminders to, to stimulate you to hold some thinking. I thought somebody had bought this projector. What is this old one doing here? Two months, not the board projector. Okay. Let's listen to what he's saying. So he says, I want, you, I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. 
first of all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come. Underline that in your Bible. Scoffing and following their own evil desires in the last days. They, are, they will say, where is the coming? He promised. Some in the church of God right now are preaching to my understanding, even big ministers, that Jesus is not coming now. It is a development among a sect. Ever since our fathers died, every, everything goes on as it has, it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago, by God's word, the heavens existed and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By this water also, the world of that time was deluded, uh, deluged and destroyed. By the same words, the present heaven and earth are reserved for fire. So the first world destroyed by water, the second world will be destroyed by fire. Being careful for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. Underline the word ungodly men. So the destruction of God is not coming to holy men. That's the reason why. I will say this on my class when I get to the cathedral now. I will plead to Christians. If you go to a church where they don't teach you godliness, pack your load and get out. You will pay dearly with your life. If you just go to church because people are gathering and the, the church has a name or it has large number and stuff, just pack your load and run for your life before it's too late. Because the wrath of God will come upon the ungodly. Ungodly are people who are not godly. And you cannot be godly if you are not taught godliness. It is an act, witness, we practiced. If all your life what you hear is that God will do it for you, it will be better for you, you wouldn't, it won't be better in hell at all. You don't go to university to be lied to by a professor. Imagine a professor coming to teach you in university and saying to you that all of you will pass. Anyway, you will all pass. Amen. <laughs> he didn't teach you what he should teach you. The day of examination, and the people said the exam, we said the exam, believing that you have information. And then all what you'll be writing there is that the lecturer said it will be better for you. Say amen, amen. No. We don't want a place where they will pamper us. We want a place where they will teach us the way of the God of Jacob. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Did you see this now? God wants everyone to come to repentance. He doesn't, he's not interested in anyone perishing. Verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come like thief, like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. And the earth and everything it needs will be laid bare. Those of us who are science students can agree with me that, you know, the Bible was written before our science discoveries. But, but of course, the Bible is talking about combustion. 
and he got all the elements and principles of combustion accurate, you know, in this writing. There will be a rule why? Because elements will be consumed. Elements cannot be consumed without a roar. A furnace that will consume the elements will cause a big roar. But if you look at it, it says, since everything will be destroyed in this way, and this is where we are deliberating upon this morning, what kind of people ought the church be? Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people should you and I be? It says, we ought to live holy and godly lives. Come on, say holy life. Holy life. Say godly life. Holy life. Say holy life, holy life and godly life. Because everything you work for will be destroyed by fire. Someone says that, what are you talking about? I mean fire will burn everything. Because I'm not an intellectual, I'm not delivering intellectual lecture today, I will restrain myself from going into some things that some of you may not understand it. Except if you read in that area of science. Because we have discovered in that area of science, astrogeodesy, satellite geodesy, and the rest of them, that this earth will combust. Really, statistical calculation tells us that if, if by 2050, if nothing is done by this global warming, there will be internal combustion of the earth and element will vanish. Everybody will just disappear to ashes by our science. But of course, Peter spoke about it. It's not our science. It is the Son of God who will bring an end to the world. We ought to be holy people. We ought to be godly people. Let me say this to you. Everything the devil is throwing at you and I is to make us ungodly. To make you blame God for what God did not perpetrate. Even things that you and I make mistakes, the devil, I will suffer the consequence. The devil will make us turn against God and blame God for it. How much can a student blame his, his teacher for failure and then that student pass? Is that possible? When a student fails, he said that my teacher failed me first year, second year, my teacher failed me. Then he will get out of the place hopeless. When a student fails, what he should do is to go back to the drawing board. What did I do wrong? A student who took failure as a challenge, he can come out in his last final year in first class. Satan wants you and I to be ungodly. So that every mistake we make and we suffer the consequences by this eternal spirit or laws of God, we will blame the devil for it. We will blame somebody for it. We ought to live a godly life and a holy life. Someone said to me that once I'm born again, Holy Ghost did everything for me. I'm telling you, you are a liar. Holy Ghost didn't feed you with food. You use your hand to feed yourself. Holy Ghost can provide food for you, but he will not put it in your stomach. Somebody has to cook that food. How many of you have bought raw meat? Is it meat you call it or beef? Whatever you call it. You bought raw meat in the market. You bought pepper and you bought all what you want to use to cook. And you put it in your kitchen and begin to pray in tongues. And then when you woke up, the food had been cooked by the Holy Spirit. And then all your, your dinner table have been set. Really, your place have been washed by the Holy Spirit. That's your anointing. And then you just go there, you sit down, and you speak in tongues, and all the food enters into your mouth by the Holy Spirit. Let me say something to you. There are some things that God will not do for man. 
Because God would not contend with man. Those are the things that he had given to man to do. God will not transgress. He will not bypass his own boundary. He limited himself by boundaries of laws. And so, therefore, beloved, we ought to be godly. 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 And to be holy. As you look forward to the day of the Lord and speed is coming. So it means that godlessness in the church delays the coming of the Lord. Unholy attitude of the church delays the coming of the Lord. And the third thing is that when the church takes away their eyes from, you know, expecting the Lord Jesus, it delays the coming of the Lord. How many of you will work and labor, uh, uh, you know, and invest money and just decide that let me just lose all the money? Jesus invested his life for the church. And so people who have already come into the kingdom, okay, and then they are behaving outside the kingdom, because of them, the Lord will not come, because or else he will come in to, to save how many people? Everybody, if most people in the church have followed the devil, then what is the labor of Jesus for? And this is what is delaying the Lord Jesus Christ. Not the world. People in the world already are going to have. As much as God wants them to be saved, alright, even more than that, those who are saved, God wants them to be inside. But the problem of the world today is that you are in the last days. The last days. Satanic influences on the last days. Go and check that teaching I did. The so Bible says that we must be godly, we must be holy, as we expect, we must expect the coming, and we will speed it up. It says, verse 17, that day, called rapture, will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire. The day of the Lord. And elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to what? A new heaven. Somebody say amen. amen. We are looking forward to a new heaven and a new heart. The home of the righteous. God did not leave us hopeless. He told us, be godly, be holy, and look forward to my coming. Set your heart, not on these earthly things. Whatever we achieve in heart is good. It's good for the earthly region. If you put effort into your world, into your earth, you have comfort. It is the effort you put into this earth that determines how much comfort you will have. The same thing, the effort to put into godliness and the holiness determines what happens to you there after death. But we who are in the church should talk more about this. That breakthrough, that prosperity, we should know that we are not redeemed for breakthrough or prosperity or healing or miracles. We are redeemed as a people to live a holy life. That the people in the world will no more be confused. ISIS will see the church and they will bend on their knees of, you know, for repentance. Killers and murderers will see you in the office and they will confess their sins to you, asking for mercy from God by the life you and I are living. This is why we are saved. And the church people must know this. If you ever come to church, what is your gain? Heaven. Not this earth. This earth is not the gain of church. Jesus did not promise you all these things of this world. No. He promised you one thing. Heaven. What you get in this world is, is determined by what you decide to get. Hallelujah, somebody. That's the reason why a, a prophet died as a poor man. 
And he was a friend of Elisha. He died bankrupt. And not only died, he died and put his children into slavery. Because the creditors were about to take his children. He was a holy man. The Bible says he was a holy man. Okay? Okay? So, but then he died bankrupt. And then they were told to take the children away into slavery. And that tells you and I that, you see, your godliness, your holiness is for thereafter. For here, that's the reason why ungodly people prosper here, if they obey the laws of God for prosperity on earth. And a lot of holy people suffer, you know, unnecessarily die bankrupt, frustrated, because they don't obey the laws of God for, for prosperity. So, the kingdom of Jesus Christ is not talking about the material things you get in this world. That is not why God said it. God said it because of the eternal gain you must enter. When this world is over and you and I close our eyes in death, what happened thereafter? What happened thereafter? When a man cannot go back to redo what he had done. When a man cannot go back to rethink what he had taught. When a man cannot go back to amend what he had done. That opportunity will not be granted. Because whatever you meet, you are dead. That is the end of it. So therefore, God says through Peter, that we ought to be futuristic. We ought to recognize that this world will melt. A new world will be built by God himself. A new heaven will be built. That is the home of the righteous. It is the home of the righteous. I open this lecture to you, which will lead us into talking about the power of the Holy Spirit and the manifestation of gifts. When I was praying with you just a few minutes ago, I saw the fingers of God go out like that. I saw the Spirit out of God's finger. And the Lord was telling me that is the manifestation of the ministry gifts. It will go out of him again to the church. So that the church will wake up again. Okay. And that's the reason why you who is here in this world is there will be a good number of ministers of God across the globe now who does the same thing they are hearing so that they can prepare the people of God for the manifestations to come. That's what God is interested in. But you need to know this before I tell you some few things that I wrote down, you know, concerning you. The Bible says that we ought to live a good, a, a good life, isn't it? And the Bible says that we ought to be holy and we ought to celebrate heaven. Because heaven is come. Really, let me say something to you before I move away from there. I believe that anybody who is holy, who is godly, understand that there are two applications of holiness. There is the holiness that we attain by the shed blood. Okay? And the righteousness we attain through the righteousness of one man, Jesus. But haven't you been invited into a holy life and be given the spirit of righteousness, then we have the work of righteousness and the work of holiness, which comes by obeying the word of God and living by the word and walking instead with the Holy Spirit. And that is where many believers falter. But this is the area that is more important for you because the first area was given by a gift. The second area you have to commit to is a, is a two contract, dual contract stuff. It's like somebody who used to live in the ghetto you know, it doesn't bar for, for weeks anyway. Everybody put on the same pants until there are bed bugs all over the whole place. That's what he knows how to do, how, how he lives. You know, muck all over his, his mouth, body tattered and stuff like that. You know, walk in the mud and stuff. And then the prince went and befriended this person. All right? And decided that I'm going to marry this person. Okay? And then he brings that person to the palace. 
Now, for that person to enter the palace, they have to go and treat the body. Because you can't bring a body that does not bath every day, it has a stigmatic smell. It has a, a persistent, natural bad odor. So they will have to take that person to a place where they first, you know, scrape all the nonsense out of him. Now, haven't they scraped all the rubbish and taken all the bad clothes and, you know, stuff like that? All right? Give, give the body good treatment so that the body will conform with the neatness because the palace is just white. Everything is white in the palace. Carpet white, wall white, ceiling white, everything is white. Then you have to take that man, that woman, to a place where they will train how people in the palace work. If you come to the palace, you see a red carpet, you don't walk outside it. You follow the red carpet. Okay? You come to the table, you don't sit anyhow. You watch others, and you do the same thing. There is order in the palace. They will teach the ethics of the palace. Then they will teach the person how to use the cutleries. Different types of cutleries for different things. That person will go through a serious lecture to be able to be reoriented from that useless kind of life and any kind of life. Sit down on the floor. You don't sit down on the floor here. You have to be retrained. The same thing similar to the kingdom of God. That you have to be retrained by the scriptures. So that you will not bring your uncleanliness to the cleanliness of God. Therefore, once you have been made holy and you have been made righteous, then you have to be educated to continue to walk in holiness and to continue to walk in godliness, which is the righteous act of man before God. That surpasses any other thing you are talking about in church. That is the main thing for church. You know the book of Proverbs? You know, there is the Proverbs, no Ecclesiastes, I think. I think it's five, isn't it? There is an evil I've seen under heaven. Ten five. Yes, ten five. An error that proceeded from a ruler. Slaves are walking, uh, uh, you know, princes are walking barefooted and slaves are on horseback. Whose error? The error of the prince. It came from that prince who should be ruling. That is you and I. What can make us, who are supposed to be rulers, to become slaves is if we do not understand righteousness, how to do things right before God. If you do things right before God, you will please all men. Even your enemies will be happy because you are indispensable for good things. Are we together now? And this is the word of the Lord. There is the godliness you attain by grace, gifts, which is the nature of God restored back to man. There is the holiness which is the cleansing of all our sins. But you and I cannot be cleanse and then we go back to the place of sin somebody say amen. amen this is what i'm going to be discussing with you for the next few weeks before we go to the to the minister's retreats really this year's retreat will be very serious i don't know whether we'll have another retreat before jesus will come so it's going to be serious very very serious write down therefore when you are born again 
There are seven areas of spheres that I, I, I saw that Satan is fighting with tooth and nail, which you must make sure that you maintain. The first thing is this. Number one, when you are born again, you become a new creature. Satan doesn't want you to believe that you are new. Isn't it? <laughs> he wants to believe that you are the same person. And you are still old, you know, what you used to be. That's the reason why he comes to your mind all the time and he sends people to come and take you back to where you used to go. But 2 Corinthians what? 5.17, thank you so much. We are going to talk together now, isn't it? Don't look at me like that. Don't look at me as to commit the sin of lucre. Second Corinthians 5, what? What does it say? Let's be together. This is not headquarters, my friend. You are members of Parliament of Great Britain. Therefore, if anyone be, he is what? Then what happens? Then, you know, that is very, very serious. If all things are not passed away and all things are not new, then you are not in Christ. That's what he said. If a man be in Christ Jesus, that is, if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the result is that all things are passed away. All things have become new. This is not by your making. It is by the making, transcendent making of God. You are just a new creature, a new species. Hallelujah, somebody. Then that image and likeness fully restored. You are the image, but likeness is restored. That's what you are. Now listen to me, therefore. The second thing, because I have to live in about five minutes. You must not continue to live in sin. Number one, you are a new creature, which means you must walk in the fruit of the Spirit of God. You must walk in the fruit of the Spirit because God is your Father. The likeness has been restored. You are God's image. Everybody is God's image on earth. Even witches and wizards, homosexuals, they are God's image. But they are not His likeness. Understand? So, once you are a new creature, you must walk in the fruit of the Spirit, that is the likeness of God, uh, because God is your Father. Number two, you must, number two, number one is you are a new creature. Because you are a new creature, you must walk, the likeness of God is restored back. We'll talk much about that. You must walk in the Spirit of God. Number two is that you must not continue to sin. That is number two. You must stop sinning. You must stop sinning. The first one is done automatic. The second one, you got to do it. Say no to the devil by choice. Hallelujah, somebody. Number three. You must be holy and work righteously. To stop sinning is different from to be holy. And I will show you that. You must walk righteously. To stop sin is a decision. But to be holy and to be righteous is an act. If you take a decision to stop sinning, you must then take a decision to further. 
to walk before God holy and righteously. Number four, you must separate yourself from the world. You mustn't be worldly anymore. All the attitudes of the world, don't follow them to do it. You know, in this church for some time, for a few years, I've been crying about some people who come from a particular culture of Nigerian sect, who when they're doing party, they'll be spraying money on people's head. And all those nonsense. And I warned you, because many of you can't see beyond your nose. When I ask you here now, how many of you was a witch? Stand up. If you are a wizard or a witch, stand up. What's happened to you? Then you're all ignoramus. You don't know what happened in dark side. Huh? If you put your head down and somebody can begin to put one one dollar on your head, it, it can destroy your, your prosperity on earth. To the place where by no anointed man under heaven, we put all the anointed men in, under heaven together, their prayer will be useless. My father was a wizard. Anointing does not protect you when you contravene spiritual laws. Really, it's righteousness that protects, not anointing. That's the reason why anointed men fall into adultery. If anointing protects, why should anointed men fall into adultery? I mean, that is the most stupid thing now. Don't be so. A young Christian is afraid to fall into adultery. How could a man influential? Heal the sick, cast out devil, raise the dead, then end up an adulterer. Explain it to me. If anointing protects, it should have protected him. Anointing don't protect. I've told you, anointing is just an endowment of God for you to function as He designed you. Okay? That's what anointing is. That's why nobody is more anointed than another person on earth. All those nonsense they have been teaching, and people are running after what is not and never got it. Anointing, anointing, anointing. You run after anointing, you never get it. Because you don't run for what... Who among you run to be like what you look? You are a tall man. What do you do to be tall? And we who are short, are you better than us? No. That is what anointing is. We don't know how it came. It just came. That is how God created us to function. So anointing is... God's enablement upon mortal man so that that man can operate in the spiritual which God designed him to operate. That's why it does not protect. What protects is godliness. Obedience to the word of God. Really, because somebody is anointed doesn't mean God will answer his prayer. I will talk to you more. Time is done, Joe. I will talk to you more about that. What did I give you for? Number five, you must love God's people. And be in fellowship. God's people and fellowship. When they pray. Some people pray here every day at six. Eh? And you know it. It should be your turn once in a month. At least. And if you can come every day, you come. And yet, you are in that church. And you have never been to one. No wonder. You have to be looking for dry fasting. After you have fasted all the wet fast. And it didn't work. You change to dry fast. Or you begin to fast say, vegetable fast. <laughs> Hallelujah. I've been drinking coffee. and say you are fasting Daniel fast. You know all those who know. <laughs> I mean, the church of God. Especially in England. 
Nigerians are the one who fast drive fast. African man drive fast. Englishman is coffee and chocolate fast. Hallelujah. As long as the word fast ends the adjective. Finish. <laughs> when they are praying, you are sleeping. Eh? Then you will fast when we are eating. Thank God for Jesus. I love God. Though. You can't rob him. If you refuse to pray now, he will pull the strings. When everybody has gone home, you will stand at the door. Say, the God who lives in this place. <laughs> you who deliver your children. Now it will be your children. <laughs> deliver me also. <laughs> Hallelujah. That will not be your portion. You must love God's people. You don't hate people in, in the household of God. And you must be encouraged. Let people be what they are. If somebody is a, you know, somebody does not please you in his behavior, it doesn't mean you hate him because you didn't please God before and God didn't hate you. Hallelujah. Somebody, allow him to grow up. Number six, you must commit yourself to God's service. Whatever God has given to you, deposited in you, you must look out for it and use it in this house of God. Don't go to a grave with God's treasures. The gift he has given you, find it out. Use it. Are we together? And number seven, you must operate like God. When we, talk, when we come to that, I think that will lead us into, uh, into August when we will look into the power and that will lead us into the Holy Ghost Convention. Now let me say this to you, beloved. If you look at all what the devil is doing against the church, the battle is in your mind. Understand? The battle is in your mind. Satan cannot have access to any man unless he conquers his mind first. And we're going to explore the mind. I will talk to you about the sin that you don't dare it. That doesn't mean when the Bible says don't dare a particular sin, it doesn't mean you should do others. But there are some sins that you commit, they don't have direct effect on your body and on your soul, on your spirit. But there are some sins you commit, the moment you commit it, it has direct effect on your soul. And that is sexual sin. You commit it once, you can never, even if you repent, you will be punished. Sexual sin. It is possible for somebody who lied to get away with it the first time. But if somebody commits sexual sin, you cannot get away. It's the only sin God said. It says everything is outside the body. But the sin of sexual immorality is into the body. It says you destroy this body, I will destroy you because your body is my holy temple. Are we together now? Now let me give you this by handing and praying with you. No wonder in the month of July, end of June to July, just in one week, a wind blew. We know that England has legislated sexual morality in the parliament. It is now a parliamentary act, sexual morality, which is the homosexual law. What God forbid. I was listening to a preacher one of the brothers in Jamaica <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> he was, I didn't understand what he was saying initially. He said, when you go to a place, 
you have entrance and exit. He said, how can you enter through exit? <laughs> I, you know, I mean, I, I, I wish I can speak Jamaican. Because that brother, I mean, he was a hard preacher. And the way he was saying this, he's so, I mean, I didn't first understand what he was saying. I said, what does he mean? He said, how can you enter through exit? He said, every rubbish go out of exit. Uh, in your lifetime, they have legitimized ungodliness. And we are helpless in changing it. This last week, American government, Supreme Court, now made it an act which is sovereign over every state. The first time in the history of America, some states came up and said, we will not obey the studies of America, we are ready to break away. Texas states have said that. And they will do it. Once they do it, others will follow. What will happen to Babylon? Down. America will no more be world power. But that week, that American Supreme Court, that is three weeks ago, end of June, the same week they made their law in Supreme Court, you know what happened? German government made a law. I just came to recognize the major difference between German judicial system and British judicial system. English, English system, is, legal system is this. Everything in Germany is statutory. Whereas in England, we have statutory laws, but we have laws that are made through precedence from different cases. But in Germany, no. is Objective. Every law. Black, white. And they made the law because a man had been impregnating his own sister and has given birth to four children. And then the case has been in German court. And German court decided the same week that really incest is not illegal. So, a new law came out in German that you can sleep with your sister, you can sleep with your daughter, and you can marry your own family members. The same week of America. Hold it. China felt we cannot be left out of this. And the Chinese government had a meeting <clears throat> about adultery. And they went one step beyond English system. Because formerly adultery was forbidden in English law until sex was redefined. Okay? And because sex was redefined because of the coming of the legislation of the homosexual, this few years ago, I can give you a crazy years these things happened. They have been planning for years and taking gradual steps. Because of that, therefore, adultery was no more illegal in England, not criminal, not illegal, because adultery has no interpretation in same-sex marriage. A person in same-sex marriage is said not to be capable 
of committing adultery. They can sleep with somebody else, but they are not capable of committing adultery. You know, um, the law of um, 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 uh, rape, definition of rape. Now, Chinese government now said the same week, adultery is not unlawful as long as it is done for business purpose. Yes, did you not hear it? The same week that a woman can commit adultery as long as it's for business, it's legitimate. A man can commit adultery as long as it's for business, it's legitimate. But adultery outside such intention is a crime. Man is trying to help God. And the Lord shall respond with a rot that mortal men have not seen over nations. We are living in a moment where we are seeing the Bible done, repeated. And you and I know the principle of God's word that when the world pushes God out and out of his own thing that he made, the ultimate response from God is that he closes his eyes for a few minutes. And disaster that mortal men had never imagined will happen to the place whereby those who live thereafter, they will be going to look for where God lives. You won't preach to them. But you also know that in the times of God's wrath, he protects the righteous. That's why you must be godly. You can't afford to perish in the judgment that is about to come upon the face of the earth. You and I can't afford it. The only thing that can make us escape is godliness. And that is why Satan made the church not to be talking about it for a long time. So that many can be destroying the church. Let's stand up together. We're going to pray for the church of God this morning. I want us to lift up our voice together as one and say, Father, help us in this very season. Shall I begin to pray in the name of Jesus? Destroy the stronghold of the devil over the church of God on earth. <clears throat> Let us ask God to stretch his hands out upon his church and touch the heart of his people. That grace be given to us by God <clears throat> to know him better. Exodus 33 verse 7, verse 11, uh, sorry, verse, verse uh, 13 Moses says, teach me, O God, your way, that I may continue to know you. Pray and tell God, teach us your way, that we may continue to know you. Father, open our understanding. Teach us your ways, O God. Help me to know you better, Lord Jesus. Pray and tell God, protect my mind from the devil. Do not let the devil have access over me. Control over my life. Control over my mind. Pray for your children. Pray for your wives and husbands. Do not allow the devil to have control over my church. Tell the Lord, break every control of Satan over our minds, O oh God. Destroy by the blood of Jesus. By the power of the word of God. 
Let every control of Satan be shattered. Every manipulation of hell be taken away. Father, help me to say yes to righteousness. Pray and tell God, help me to say yes to righteousness. Help me to say no to ungodliness. Protect my decisions in life. Help me to live a life that pleases you, O God. Protect my emotions. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Father, we pray thee, we pray thee, we pray thee, we pray thee, we pray thee. Do not let the devil laugh at me. Pray and tell God. Do not let the devil laugh at me. Help me to walk in your righteousness. Help me to walk in your godliness. Help me to serve you to my to the end. Tell the Lord, I pray thee, O God. Father, help me, help me, help me. That a devil will not overpower me in this world. Help me that the devil will not send me to hell. Let us ask God to direct our steps, to direct our actions, our attitude, our behavior. Wake us up from slumber. Enable me to enjoy your power. Enable me to enjoy your love, O oh God. <clears throat> Do not let mortal men despise me. Tell the Lord, take away reproach from my life. Let my life be as you have ordained it. Let my life be as you have prepared it. According to the book of Isaiah 14, 24, the Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I punish shall be, as I purpose it will stand. Let my life be fulfillment of your purpose, O God. I want to live a purposeful life. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. You know, when I look at these seven things with you, you will be shocked. Very shocked. The Bible says in the book of Romans is that the mind control by the spirit is life. And the mind control by the flesh is death. I looked at a group of our youths. I, I tell you this, when I went to Ireland, the same thing I found. One of our youths, you know, she's doing law. She's the best in law in the whole of Irish country. The best students in law in Ireland is produced by this church. And she speaks German. She went to school in Ireland, speaks German, and she's doing her final year in law in Germany, in German language. And when I looked at her and others here, who, when we teach them, they listen. From the age of 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, they are now in their 20s, they are now in their 30s, and they are very comfortable. They are earning sensible salary. When I talk with them, their aim is higher than our own aim. Okay? They started thinking of buying house when we were still renting. <clears throat> okay? And the companies they are working for, they are the top notchers of the country. I told them in Ireland, I have done my work as a minister to a place that I can rest. Because now they are manifested, taking over before me. Not only that, my 10 years' time 
when my bones are, you know, becoming, by the grace of God, stronger, I will see the fruit of my travail. Between now and 10 years, what I'm doing right now is to begin to place them in position of authority and rulership in this nation. The Lord has taken me to the, to the corridor of the power of the nation. So what I'm doing now is I'm taking them each one after and taking them to those who rule. But I can have something to show them. Because when I'm taking them, I can say, this, this person that I'm taking, this is the capacity. This is the, the degrees he has. You need them, put them somewhere. In 10 years, we rule England. We rule Ireland. But I also looked at some few who didn't listen. And I saw how those who listen have got from them. Okay? While they are now struggling. Somebody who they gave you manager of McDonald's at the age of 18. And they are paying you rubbish money. Instead of you to go to school and listen to what the preacher says, somebody met you and gave you a sweet and you sold your nakedness to a useless man who is only empty boaster. And I can see the disparity because the one who deceived you will dump you. This is what we said again and again. Thank God for Jesus in this house. Only insignificant few made the mistakes. I can count the number in my fingers. But those who made the mistake also, I thank God that they have decided to wake up, to catch up. But what you want to pray for is this. Why should we always have those who will learn by mistakes? It shouldn't be. Why should we always have some individual that Satan will set back? It shouldn't be. What we ought to be is that everybody is advancing together. Good thing is good. Bad thing brings pain and sorrow and regret. And yet, we could have one or two people who are involved in it. We want to pray one prayer. Turn our hearts to your righteousness. Everyone, our seed, our children, when others are listening, others should, everybody should. Everybody should. We should not celebrate some and mourn over others. You will not become a laughing stock. You will not become one that they will be looking and saying, that, oh, the others have left. Your generation have left you. It should not happen to any seed of this house. Let us lift up our voice and pray. God will give every seed of this house a hearing ear heart. Listening ear. <clears throat> Satan will not be able to make any of our offspring rebellious. They will listen to the voice of truth. Together with us, all of us will listen to the voice of truth. Father, we pray thee. That the voice of strangers we will not follow. Every spirit of rebellion we slay Jama. Father, kick it out of the heart of those who have it. Nobody has right to suffer in CFT. You cannot be hungry in the house of bread. Neither can you be thirsty in the midst of ocean. Every demon of hell assigned to human mind to manipulate them and debate. We bind them, we subject them to torture. We bind and cast them out in the name of Jesus Christ. 
the evil spirit that make people take wrong decisions. Father, we banish them from the midst of us. Jehovah, we pray that you will guide and direct the steps of all our members. Every step they take, every step they take, decisions they take, Mandalebosha. The Bible says, my, my child, when sinners entice thee, do not consent. Our children shall be signs and wonders. They will not be backward in life. When others who are their mates are ruling, they will not be slaves. They will be at the top of the affairs. The Bible says, I will lift you high. And it says, you will rule over nations. You will not be a slave to anybody. Father, we bless and glorify thee, Lord. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. My God and King, under the shadow of your wings, I commit all these your sins. May you give Christ with tabernacle and also watch me and listen to me all over the world. A hearing heart. And a listening spirit. There are some that you have been speaking to to take some actions, good actions. They have been procrastinating. I will, I will, I will. And year is passing by. If they had done it from the time you spoke, it would have bettered their life a few years ago till now. Father, such apathy, I command it to be destroyed. Amen. I pray. Some have been deluded. Delusion is a state of mind where wrong is right to a man. And every wrong leads to regret and pain and sorrow. Father, people who have been deluded will command their deliverance in the name of Jesus. In every aspect of life that people could have been deluded. Maybe in marital issues, in career issues, in life issues, even in spiritual matters. Father, we command deliverance in the name of Jesus. May the mercy of heaven become a blanket over you. Thick enough to draw favor upon you. I say, everywhere you go, from this month, grace will work for you. Amen. You will find favor before men. Amen. You will find favor before the holy angels Amen. of God. The mercy of heaven will tabernacle over you. Amen. Father, I pray, in your wrath to come, spare us. Amen. We have friends who may not truly know you, but for our sake. We have family members who may not truly know you, but for our sake. Father, because of your covenant in Job 22, spare these people. Amen. For the earth shall be shaken and the world will shift from its axis. And there shall be sporadic weather all over the whole world. As the moon shall give its light no more and the sun shall turn red. And there shall be darkness over nations in the broad daylight for a period these signs of heaven will cause stars to fall down in various parts of the world, which people may call asteroids. 
but in a scale that is very atomic. In those days when you stir up the waves and the seas to go as a messenger of rods into nations and sweep over, Father, may you spare us. Give us an opportunity to be alive so that we can tell about you to those who remain. Father, we thank you so much for your grace and mercy. Please have mercy on mankind. In Jesus' holy name we are prayed. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah, somebody. Sit down, please. Before I leave you, let me encourage you on this. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His mind. Put on the whole armor of God. If I was jobless, physically, what do I do? Employment that they will never sack you. Pray. Hallelujah. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, people gather here at 10 to pray. And they read the Bible chapter by chapter from Genesis. Which chapter are you now? Judges chapter. They started from Genesis this year. They are now in Judges. And God, a good number of jobless who have come, got jobs. Okay? And people who are shift workers maintain that fire. And those who are nursing mothers, thank God for them, maintain that fire. If you are nursing father to come. And if you are a student and you are on holiday, join them. The church of God is marching on. I made a decision when I left school now that I don't want to work for man. I want to work for God. You know what? If anybody came to me for prayer, I won't just pray. I will first check you in God's record. Okay? If you are not solid, I will tell you straight away. In the record of God, look at you. You are a featherweight. So to pray for you, go first of all and pray for seven days. And find God. I'll give you prayer point for seven days. So that in your prayer point, you will find God. If you don't pray it, I will know. And I will send you back. For me, the grace of God upon me to be used for man, that man must honor the God of the grace. Every people follow me from other churches, I don't attend to them. Because everybody should go to a shepherd. I will get that. God will not ask me about the global Christians. He will ask me about you. So therefore, I encourage you, commit yourself to the service of God. Every Monday to Friday, there is prayer here at 6 p.m. Can I just say that? You know, we have been having prayer at 6 and 7. Yes? We have to merge it to one, one hour. Really today. Because it's not, it's not very ideal for us. We used to have it at 6 to 7. Am I hearing some statements somewhere? Yeah, we, we joined 7 to 8. But what happened is that I've been here. I've not seen many people come at 7. Am I not correct? So we go back to 6 only. If you want to pray, 
Join us at 6. Can I say something also? By 7, I want this building shut down. Because I came in here from one of my crusades 